God my deliverer. And I, that's present tense. God my deliverer. All right, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the privilege and opportunity we have to look into your word tonight. Thank you, Father, that you do care about every need, even this small, what we consider sometimes insignificant things. But Father, we thank you that you are our God, you are the Almighty, you can do anything. And you care about your people, and you will deliver them. So, Lord, just encourage our hearts tonight as we look into thy word. Help us to see you for who you really are. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, some would say, you know, well, that's, you know, as you think about God here delivering um, David out of the hand of Saul, it was kind of a miraculous thing. And they would say, well, that's the God of the Old Testament. Well, what does Hebrews 13, 8 say? It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday today and forever i mean if he can do that in the old testament and in the old testament time period can he do it now well sure he can and the psalmist here asks him first thing he asks him is to plead his cause in verses one through four he says save me O god by thy name now the Bible has something to say about his name. Um, you know, he's called, as you think about who God is, he's called the Almighty. In Psalm 91, Psalm 91, verse, verse uh, 1, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, Psalm 91, verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret of the place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, he's, but he's also called the Almighty in the New Testament. You go over Revelation chapter 1. Verse 8, there he's called the Almighty. That, you know, speaking about him who was and is and is to come. The Almighty. It's a clear reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. And again in chapter 4, verse 8. And again in chapter 11, verse 17. And John the Baptist understood who he was. That God is Almighty. For he said in, in Luke chapter 3, we read this morning, God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. So he's pleading. He says, uh, uh, Save me, O God, by thy name. And judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They that have set, not set God before them, Selah. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. So he, he cries to God for help. Judge me by thy strength. I need your power to intervene. He needed the power of God. Now, if you're going to ask God to judge your cause, your cause better be right. It better be right. Because he asked them, Strangers are rivers up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them. He understood that, you know, David was the, and again, it's interesting that it says here, for strangers are risen up against me. Who was it that rose up against him? Saul wasn't really a stranger, but he became a stranger. 
It was somebody that he knew, somebody that he worked with, somebody that was a familiar acquaintance. Father-in-law rose up against him. But David was an obedient servant to Saul. He had never done anything wrong. He had never wronged Saul. He served Saul faithfully. In fact, Abimelech says when Saul came to Abimelech and you know searching for David, and he says, "Is there any servant you know, as obedient as David is?" He had served his master faithfully. He was innocent. First uh, Samuel twenty-four. First <clears throat> Samuel twenty-four. I wrote it down. Now I can't remember what I wrote. First Samuel 24, verse 11 says, uh, 11 and 12. says, Moreover, my father, see, yea, see the skirt of the robe in mine hand, for in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe and killed thee not. Know thou and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in my hand, and I have not sinned against thee, yet thou huntest my soul to take it. The Lord judge between me and thee, and the Lord avenge me of thee, but mine hand shall not be upon thee. In verse 17, he goes on and he says, and he said, and this is Saul, of course, responding. He said to David, Thou art more righteous than I, for thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. So David was innocent. You know, his cause was right. And yet he's being hunted like an animal. Like I said the other evening, you can be in the will of God and things can go awry. Just because you're in the will of God doesn't mean things are going to be easy. But if we want God to plead our cause, we need to be on his side. We need to, we, our cause better be right. But we can, second thing, we can have confidence in, you know, in, in pleading our cause with him. We can have confidence in him that he can help us. You notice he says in verse 4, Behold, God is mine helper. God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. God is mine helper. He's the one that can give me aid. Uh, he's the one that can protect me. The word helper there really is to preserver. He's the one that protects. He's the one that keeps. He's the one that guards. Many verses that, that speak of this. Psalm 16, verse 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. In Psalm 27, verse 1. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my, salva and my salvation. Again, the word salvation means deliverer or, or deliverance. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. 
Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So, so he, you know, we need to put our confidence and our faith in the Lord. He is our helper. You know, Psalm 20, 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help is in the Lord that made heaven and earth. Um, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. So we need to have confidence in our God. We need to believe what he has said. Not like the children that turned back when they saw the giants. Yeah, they saw all the, those obstacles. And they turned back. They lost their faith. You don't have to wonder what the trip home from spying out the land was like for the spies. You had Joshua and Caleb, and then you had the other ten. You don't have to wonder if they were always saying, you know what? Boy, it's a nice land, but. And Joshua Caleb saying, so what? We have God on our side. God said he's going to give it to us. You know, they had confidence that the Lord was their helper. Well, you know, the second thing here. Not only is God our helper, but he will prosecute the enemy. Notice verses 5 through 7. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. Verse 7. He hath delivered me out of all trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. You know, he will prosecute the enemy. In uh, 1 Samuel 23, 1 Samuel 23 and verse 27 You know, in the context of this story, you know, Saul comes seeking him, and uh, and, he, and, he, and he gets close to catching him. However, in verse 27, yeah, verse 27, it says, But there came a messenger unto Saul, saying, Haste thee, and come, for the Philistines have evaded the land. Of course, we know in the, after the children of Israel had crossed the Red Sea, and God brought the Red Sea back on the Egyptians, and he said, the, the Egyptians which you know, came after you, you shall see them no more. But I think of the New Testament. You know, the church is growing. The Sanhedrin are, and the Jewish leaders are are threatening and persecuting. But Herod, he decides to get on it, and he uh, kills James with a sword, and he arrests Peter. But the church begins to pray for Peter. 
And, of course, we know Peter is delivered and Herod is eaten of worms. And then it goes on and says, but the word of God grew and multiplied. See, God will prosecute the enemy. It's not for us to prosecute the enemy. Look at Deuteronomy 32, verse 35. Deuteronomy 32, 35. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 32, 35 says, To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. For the Lord shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants when he seeth that their power is gone, and there's none shut up or left. You know, to him belongeth vengeance. You know, that goes along with the New Testament, uh, Romans chapter 12. <clears throat> Romans 12, excuse me, in verse 19. Romans 12:19. Where he says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto the wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, God will avenge the enemy. Uh, Psalm 37, verses 1 through 7. <clears throat> Excuse me. Psalm 37, 1 through 7. Or Bill Winstead calls this vitamin 37. Psalm 37, verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy light as the righteousness, uh, bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. And again, in Psalm 34, verse 7, I thought of this this morning when we were in Sun Tzu class. And you remember the story of Elisha, when Elisha, you know, uh, was surrounded by the army of Syria. And, and, uh, and the servant goes out and says, Master, how shall we do? And, you know, the, the, the whole host out there, the army, to, to carry away Elisha. And he said, uh, there's more that be with us than to be with them. And he says, Lord, open his eyes. And the whole mountain was filled with chariots, a fire round about Elisha. In the Psalm 34, verse 7, David said this, well, verse 6, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. You see, God will take up, and he will prosecute the enemy. He will, he will uh, uh, prosecute the enemy. He will plead our cause. Then I want you to notice also, <clears throat> he will 
he will preserve and protect his own. Now, I'm going to go to the New Testament for this. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We've seen some Old Testament examples. Look at some New Testament examples. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Now understand, and notice verse 9, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver in whom we trust that we shall, we, that he will yet deliver us. You know, he, he says we were pressed out of measure in so much that we we had given up on life. We, 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 we were planning or expecting that we were going to die. Now, I don't know, commentators don't know for sure what exactly the situation Paul was in at this point. But he had despaired of life. He expected to die. He thought it was over. But he said, God delivered us. God which raiseth the dead. And he is the Almighty. He can raise the dead. And he, de he who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver. In other words, he continues to do it. You know, Paul had a, a death sentence over his head basically all his life. The Jews wanted him dead. From the get-go. I mean, when he first tried to join himself at Jerusalem, they were afraid of him. And then they sent him away because the Jews wanted to kill him. Already. So they sent him down to Antioch. He joined the church at Antioch. And from there he was sent out. And at one point he goes to, and I can't remember which city it was, and he's stoned and left for dead. And... And I believe, and many commentators also believe, you know, they agree with me, of course, that, that he actually died. Because he talks about, at one point, being caught up to the third heaven and seeing things which he could not utter. But then he got up and came back into the city. You see, he is our helper. He's the one that he can, you know, the, the word help again has the idea of surround or protect or to aid. You know, when we walk with the Lord, there is a protection. God does protect us. Think about, go to Jeremiah chapter 1. <clears throat> There's, there's so many illustrations of this, and, and many times we read over them and we don't think about them in, in, in the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 1. <clears throat> verse 5. That verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I, sancti womb, I sanctified thee, and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And then said I, O Lord God, Behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. 
But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched me, touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? And I said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north, an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. That was Babylon. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof round about, and against all the cities of Judah. And I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me, and have burned incense unto the other gods, and worshipped the works of their own hands. Therefore, thou therefore, gird up thy loins, and arise, and speak unto them all that I command thee, be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city and an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, and against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord. To deliver thee. Could you imagine? I, you know, I couldn't quite imagine. You know, I've been to some places where I wasn't liked, and preached things that wasn't appreciated. Where you get a cold reception. But could you imagine going to prophesy against a whole nation, where the kings, the princes? The priests and the people all hate you and are going to hate you more because of what you say. Because what he said was, Babylon is going to take you captive. That was basically his message. Because of your wicked sin, you are going to be taken and carried away to Babylon. No. How would you look about somebody if they come on the scene in America going around and saying the Russians are going to conquer us? You know, and you're, we're all wicked and the Russians are going to conquer us. That wouldn't be appreciated. Well, that's what he's doing. Of course, he told them to turn from the sin, but, but he said, but God said, you, even though everybody's against you, they're going to fight against you. They're not going to prevail. They're not going to prevail. In fact, all of them got carried off. They all got carried off to Babylon. He got to stay. See, God will preserve and protect his own. You know, when Paul went to Corinth, the Lord appeared to Paul in the night and said, Be not afraid. I am with thee. I have much people in this city. You know, God told Isaiah, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. 
So God does protect his own. Then we need to notice the fourth thing. <clears throat> we need to praise him for his deliverance. Notice verses 6 and 7, Psalm 54. <clears throat> Psalm 54. Verse 6 and 7 says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon my enemies. You know, we must remember and praise God. It is he that protects us. It is he that gives us the victory. It is his power and not our own. Uh, Exodus 15, you know, when the, the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea and come out of the Red Sea, they sang this song. And uh, <clears throat> Exodus 15, verses 1 through 3, that says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, and my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Uh, Jehoshaphat understood this in, in Second Chronicles chapter 20. When the, the children of Ammon and the whole host came up against him, and uh, he he you know he he didn't he didn't know what to do, and so he cries unto the Lord, and it says, and he rose early in the morning. Second Chronicles twenty verse uh, verse twenty says, and he rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Koa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers under the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and, against, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Well, we, need to, we need to acknowledge and praise the Lord, for he is the one. Who gives us strength? Go to Zechariah chapter 4. <clears throat> Zechariah 4 speaks about a man by the name of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was, I believe, the priest in the days of the minor prophets. And during the days of Haggai and Zechariah and all those those times, and and they were in, there was great duress, stress, because Judah was still occupied territory. Though they were back in the land, it was still occupied territory. So there were many enemies that opposed, particularly opposed the rebuilding of the temple. And so they had a a a, a lot of obstacles, I guess you would say in the way of of serving the Lord. But in, in Zechariah 4 <clears throat> and verse 5, it says, Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou 
not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Now again, if you think about a mountain, I believe the, the application here is that it's an obstacle. The mountain's in the way. They could not do what God has asked them to do. They, they didn't think they could because there was these obstacles. It's all through the, the minor prophets. But he said, the great mountain will become a plain, but it's not by power, nor by might. Those two words, one has the idea of an army, the other has the idea of physical strength of a man. So it's not through the armies or the princes or uh, of, of people that God gives victory, and it's not through our strength that he gives the victory. It's through the power of the Spirit of God that we can have the victory. He's the one that gives the deliverance. He's the one that we need to praise for the deliverance. Our victory is in him, not in us. You know, Paul said, 1 Corinthians 15, Thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to praise him. We need to praise him for that victory. Look at Psalm 33. Psalm 33 in verse 1. <clears throat> Psalm 33 says, Rejoice in the Lord, all you righteous, for praise is comely. That word comely means it's fit or it's proper uh, for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, that all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. You know, we need to pray that the Lord brings the counsel of the heathen to nothing. You know, I'll pray for these political leaders that are trying to pervert our laws and twist, you know, and, and bring all this perversion. That Lord bring them to confusion. I think Hillary's getting it. I really do. You, you, they only get away with that so long. And God's going to judge them for it. The counsel of the Lord, you know, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his hearts to all generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his inheritance. Uh, drop down to verse, verse uh, 16. There is no king save by the multitude of an host. 
A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. That goes back to Zechariah 4, 6. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we have hope. You know, again, we need to realize that God is our strength. He's our help. You know, and again, I praise the Lord for the things that, that we're hearing from Washington. From the new administration. But that's not where our help is. Our help is in the Lord. And we must fight the battle in the Lord's strength, not in our own. You know, you go out, even when you're out visitation, talking or talking to popes about the Lord in everyday life. You know, the victory and wisdom to, to know how to witness is of the Lord. It's of the Lord. And we need to praise him and trust in him. He is our salvation. Uh, Psalm 50, verse 23 says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Whoso ordereth his conversation, that's manner of life, aright, will I show the salvation of God. You know, we have in the Bible many examples of people, men and women, who were in very stressful or difficult situations. And yet, they were delivered. They were not moved by the circumstances they were in. You know, Job, Job went through some very difficult things in his life. But Job said, Job wasn't moved from what he believed. Job continued to hold fast to his God, his trust in God, his dependence upon God. You know, the, the, ver the song, I shall not be moved, would rightly fit Job. I'm not leaving go of what I believe about God. And God delivered him. God delivered him. See, no matter what circumstance comes in our life, we can trust God. It doesn't mean that we won't go through it. That there won't be difficult times. But God will carry us through it. He will be our preserver. He will be our protector if we will order our conversation Aright, and not be moved from him. You see, God, my God, delivers me. I'm not talking about just 
saving me from sin. I'm talking about circumstances in life. You know, I've said this to my children already. It's something we don't often think of. You know, we hear about, you know, people being murdered and, you know, you think about the uh, Orlando nightclub murder, uh, shooting spree. Any person that loves the Lord wouldn't be in that place to start with. What kept them from it? God. God's word. See, he preserves us from that kind of thing daily. I'm sure you could, you could say this as well as I. Where would I be? If it wasn't for the Lord. And because I've obeyed him. I've been protected. I've been kept. I've been saved from. Problems and circumstances that have put me my life in jeopardy. But it didn't happen. Why? Because. I'm walk, I walk with him. You know, I could have been like my brother. You know, and the Lord has delivered him, but it's come with a high price tag. See, my God, our God, does deliver, and he will continue to deliver. He is our preserver. He is our protector. And we need to put our trust and our confidence in him and praise him. Give him the glory for the things that he does in our lives, protecting us and keeping us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the time of your word. Thank you for the examples that we find in the scriptures of your protection and your power, how you preserve us keep us. Well, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to continue to put our confidence and our trust in thee. Realize it's not in our own strength. It's not through our own knowledge or wisdom. But as we seek your will and your wisdom and apply it to life, you preserve and protect us. We thank you for that. Help us understand that truth, we pray. In Jesus' name.